And we are in. We've been off for two weeks or so. You're okay. listening to Shouldn't You Be Working on Wandsworth Radio with me, Sam Peck, and... Mark Ellings. How you doing, Mark? I'm all right, mate. Yourself? Pretty dreamy, actually, yeah. Can't, dreamy. can't complain. Lovely can't stuff. complain. Um, but this week's episode is a special one because we've started to endeavour in a new concept uh, for Shouldn't You Be Working? And the basic premise is we understand that there's certain dream jobs out there and we want to go out there, interview the people with the dream jobs and find out if they are all that as such. Yeah, doing yeah. the grafting. Doing the grafting. The hard work so you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. So you don't actually have to get those jobs to be like, oh, actually, it's not that good. Yeah. We're going to find those people, find out for you. But we're not saying, like, we're going to find it and explain to you why it's not as good as you thought. It, like, oh, yeah, no, it's not that. It's not worth doing anymore now. No, it's just going to be more, is it good? Probably, yes. Let's be honest. <laughs> We've got a few lined up, but why are we going into this uh, concept, Mark? Well, Sam, I've done factual research because you told me to. Cheers, mate. So... Job stats, job satisfaction, sorry. Shouting in the mic again. <laughs> CIPD, Chartered Institute of Personal Development, that thing that you see people on people's LinkedIn's, say there's been a huge decline in job satisfaction since the 2008 crash. Main drivers, cash, obviously, getting that Skrilla. You need that sweet pea. And there's not enough around, not Sad. enough pea to go around. Bad times. It's been the, the real wages has been the lowest since records began. Really? Yes. <laughs> and the other contributing factors is longer hours and less social. So I think less social is that everyone just stares at their PC now. I think back in a day, you know, you'd have to speak to like 100 different people to get something done. Yeah. Like it's, to send an email now, you flick it. But now it was, but back in the day, it was like speak to a PA, put a physical letter in an inbox, and an outbox. And I feel like I literally never do water cooler chat. Like I literally never say, do you go want to have a little yeah. drink? Well, like, I, to be fair, I've done it a couple of times and I do get some good gossip that way. And I think, uh, well, I think some companies now are so tight that if you had a water cooler chat, you'd probably get a disciplinary. Like yeah. If there's five people around a water cooler, they'd be like, time is money, dudes. Yeah. Get back to it. Because of capitalism, mate. Because of capitalism. Ooh, but so, we're, we're all right with it. Yeah, we're all right with it, yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, that's the main reason why. We, we know that there's a, not that. And also, like, it's interesting to speak to people who have got cool jobs, yeah. etc. But we, me and Sam are lucky enough to enjoy what we do. Exactly. So, But we want to also find out the dream jobs and look into them more for you guys. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah, and we do have some lined up already because we've already got in the bag uh, an interview with a footballer uh, and all names will be released as and when. Uh, footballer, Hollywood actress, uh, canine and behaviour specialist from Battersea Dogs Home. Mm. Just drop that one. Uh, and we also have a tattoo artist in the lineup. Yeah. But what we want from you guys today, uh, our lovely listeners of Wandsworth Radio and mainly friends, uh, is what is your dream job and why? And we're going to kind of discuss it a little bit and kind of create a list instead of just thinking about what our Mark and our Mark and my dream jobs are. So we're going to do that. So if you want to get in contact with us, you can like either tweet us at sybworking.com, mm-hmm. not .com, at <laughs> sybworking on Twitter or at Wandsworth Radio. You can also get in contact via my Instagram. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just plugging that because... I went to LA and everyone's got sweet Instagram. Yeah, you uh, came back all weird after that. Yeah, you know, he said everyone in LA has got at least eight thousand followers, and I was like, "Well, what's that mean?" And you're like, "Well, how many have you got now?" 
I've got nothing still. It's because like, it people would be like, oh, I'm on Instagram, and it'd be like, well, I don't want to because I've literally got 100 followers. Oh, yeah. And then Sam flies into a rage with me saying that I should be promoting his Instagram more. It's <laughs> <Is that laughs> true, Mark. You know this is the case. You can, t- how many, are you doing well on Instagram? I don't know. Is that like a no, thing? I follow. So the ratio, like, follow to following is skew. I follow like 300 people, but I've got like 90 followers. 90 followers. Yeah. I met someone in. LA that had 361,000 followers. What do they do? Uh, they're just an Instagrammer, literally. And it was like, wow, that's quite impressive. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so let's get some of those uh, texts and tweets in. Oh yeah, my Instagram was at, <laughs> sa- uh, at the San Peck, which is really cringy. But and know. also, if you feel about it today, you can phone in 02076223636. Wow, that was actually very well read. Uh, thank you. Yeah, because usually I bumble that straight up. I know. Well, it's all there. All the communication tools you need. You can send us a letter. It'll get here next week. And on top of that as well, I think we may have to occasionally cut into the Christmas lights that are going on at Ballam today at 4pm. So if you want to head down there to see the Christmas lights being switched on, that also would be quite fun. Uh, But yeah, let's go to a song. I think, to be fair, this is an absolute gem. You always say this. But this one is a tune. What is it? It's it's Michael Jackson. Don't stop till you get enough. Don't. No? Stop it. Can I? Stop it. Why? Go. Okay. Don't power play me. MJ, what a treat that was. He nearly, had a dream job. He did. I nearly swore then as well. Um, I literally <laughs> had to like stop myself. Uh, but so we've actually, we've, we've touched the nation or the borough of Wandsworth. With, with what? With the question. We've oh. got, had quite a few texts in and a couple of tweets, which is very nice. Uh, first one is from Jack Stevenson. Actually, he's in Ealing at the moment. Um, and he's given his dream job, which is a DJ producer, because it would be unbelievably cool and a lot more exciting than being his... Uh, I wouldn't say that at all. Um, <laughs> and plus, it would mean loads of free travel. Mark, would you want to be a producer or not? What type? Like radio or DJ? I don't know. How do they work? Well, I think the difference is if you're a producer, you don't necessarily have to do the DJing. Like Calvin Harris is a producer and DJ. What about Diplo? What's his... Diplo's the same kind of vibe. He's more of a producer because he makes loads of songs for people. Like he made so, MIA songs. Well, so I... Diplo spent two, three days in a hotel room with Kanye West to try and make one song. Really? And in the end, Kanye West scrapped it. No. It never heard. It's a, a forgotten song. You can never hear it. I bet it was sweet as well. I know Diplo's got a cool life, hasn't he? Yeah, Diplo's probably one of the cooler DJs as well, I'd say. Is he, is he in the Major Lazer super group? Yeah, I think he's like the head honcho of Major Lazer. Cool. Yeah, and also, let's be honest, it's a bit cheesy, but Major Lazer is absolutely wicked as well. Like, they've got some... Huge well, always as well. consistently banging. Yeah, uh, I I think uh, Jack that would probably be quite quite close to my dream job as well. There, um, we've also got another one here from uh, Lucy Burgess uh, who wishes her job was Holly Willoughby. Uh, this is because she'd like to smile and chat to people and wear nice clothes, and not that. <laughs> and uh, then, oh, she the Holly Willoughby. You see, all you see is videos on Facebook of them and Schofield just laughing their heads off. Right, that's their entire. Sh- thing yeah it literally does seem like the dream job and also lucy has sent in that she gets 600k a year 
Really? And and all of that. She's she like advertises so much stuff as well. Like every dress on the planet goes on Holly Willoughby's body. <laughs> yeah, and also you know what like. Oh, just imagine just like wait the only downside I suppose and I was bumbling my words there a little bit is you have to get up early because yeah. it's like being a Radio 1 DJ or a breakfast DJ the job is wicked but you're up at four whereas we've got the best two till three and <laughs> two till three on Wandsworth I wouldn't even change two to till, be yeah everyone wants to do two till three on a Sunday if the head of Radio 1 said look Sam Mark shouldn't be working me like it can you do a breakfast slot I'd say no I'd no. walk away when when is it? Well, is there two till three on a Sunday? And they go, no, that's coming. Well, I'm out. That's currently Charlie Sloth. I'll be like, Charlie who? Charlie. Do you want to know how to make your job better? Yes, because I feel like you're changing the subject. Go. I am. Um, dogs. Dogs. We've all got. Have you got one? I did have a dog. Quick story about dogs before we dive into dogs. You want to tell it? Yeah. Do you mind? No, not not that. I don't know what you're talking about that. But essentially, <laughs> we had a dog called Cookie. And we had to give it away, sadly. Uh-huh. And my mum just said it's gone to the farm. Oh, that's classic. That's it's classic. Number one. But I was 22 at the time. And it's like, mum, you can just say if it's dead. And she won't. Sh- she showed me one picture of like a blurry black dog. And I'm like, mum, that could be any dog. Just please let me know. Or like a ghost dog. Or a ghost. Oh, don't say a ghost dog. Look, a blurry black dog. It sounds like a demon. Sounds like, a, what's it called? Arthur Conan Doyle. Bam. I've got a dead dog story. Oh, okay. Let's go. Interested. Yeah. Well, is it a nice story? Because I don't think my dog's actually dead. Mine's just my mum. The story about that was my mum saying that they went to the farm. Okay. Um, Two Labradors walk into a pub. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My dad, growing up, knew someone who had two labs. One of them died at the end of the garden. And for some reason, they just thought, like, let's just kind of leave it there for a day or so till we figure out what to do with it. And every time the kids asked, they were like, What's uh, Benji up to at the top? And he's like, he's just having a nap. And then the next day, they're like, why is uh, Mabel eating Benji's ear? Oh, <laughs> my word, that's awful. <laughs> and not for two till three. So how can we make dogs better? <laughs> or workplaces better with dogs? Um, pause for thought, Sam. Yes. The pun, pause. <laughs> oh, okay, very nice. Okay, so... Dogs in the office. Everyone's got them. No one's actually got them in the office. Nestle have decided to trial putting dogs in the office to see if it increases morale and productivity. Nice. Uh, A thousand plus employees have been allowed to bring their dogs into the office by giving them a special pause port passport. Really? Yeah. And um, what were the results? Well, it's been going on for sixteen months. Nice. And apparently the. Independent survey has said that the atmosphere in the office is now generally warmer and more sociable than it was before, with dogs leading to people having conversations with colleagues that they didn't talk to previously. The only downside is there is a lot more dog poo. Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, but how much was there to begin with in the first place? I mean, if, it, if there was more than one when dogs weren't allowed <laughs> in, then that's mental. Yeah, because that you need to like reevaluate stuff. That means that someone was bringing the poo in, <laughs> and that is <laughs> men- that's not on. Let's be honest; like someone's going to get a disciplinary for that. So, yeah, I think the main thing is is that if you have a dog in the office, there's someone that you never speak to. You go, "Hey, I don't like you, but that dog you got there, pretty cute. Can I have it?" I don't think they just ask for the dog outright. Well, I think there's more, that's a cute dog, not can I have the dog. And what the company wants to happen is like, hey, we've never spoken before, let's have a look at your dog, but then also let's talk about how we streamline this process. Yeah, we need more synergies, and this has all been brought about because of bingo. Yeah, if it wasn't for bingo, 
our revenue would be in the toilet. But thank God for Bingo because he's now our our, our campaign he's manager. He's now been promoted to chairman. <laughs> our lead dog. I wonder if there's like a doggy like career system. You what know, like account the, manager dogs? Yeah, in the police force. Oh, do they get promotions? Actually, do dogs get promotions in the police force? Text in. Text. We, that could be a job. <laughs> we interview. Oh no, we've already got a canine and behaviour specialist from Battersea Dogs. Yeah, and we'll we do it again. Screw it. Why not? That sounds yeah, great. Well, we need to. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're, and on that, I think what we'll do is we'll go for another song. And it, online with the uh, the kind of dogs and being part of nature, I think we go to the song "Natural" by S Club Seven. Oh. Nice singing. And as we are delving into the dream job vibe, uh, we've also been looking, and, and as also this is more of an exploratory episode where we're trying to build up a list of your guys' dreams jobs. Um, we have got some interesting stories from the web. Uh, this one's from the Mail Online. Uh, essentially, it's a story where the world discovers a new hero, the air steward who lost his call. I'm so, I, okay, you say the story then. You stole my story. Yeah, go on. I did steal it. You go. Well, we like to live in present-day radio, right? We were up to the date, up to date with everything that happens currently. Absolutely. So, and this story is from April 2016. So it's close. And so new. we're on the bleeding edge of uh, what you need to know. So that was no the famous story I was talking about, which Sam didn't know about, which is mental because everyone heard about it last year. Was that steward who, upon saying he quits because he'd had enough, he pulled the emergency slide on his plane grabbed himself a beer and then jumped off while having a beer in his hand so he was hailed as a legend by everyone but which is true but what are the repercussions of that well I mean it's you know it's a funny thing to do but at the same time I think those people were delayed for like two days on their flight which makes me sound like an old man but that would really grind my gears but Sam but let's thanks. <laughs> thanks Mark thanks for throwing that back over at me um, but let's be honest being stuck at an airport is literally the worst thing in the world because it is like when you're stuck on the runway and you've got no signal for, no, for yeah. some reason there's no Wi-Fi so you can't go on Instagram <laughs> how the hell are you going to get more followers I know and then also uh, you'd finally get on the plane and then you see some irate steward thinking I'm going to be a legend and the first thing I'd be doing is don't don't you dare Here, see them opening the beer and I might just let me fly the plane just let it happen um i think mark i'd actually hate to go on a flight with you why because i feel that you'd be like i want to sit on the aisle seat and i'm i'm gonna like take some of your beer because you're a selfish child (laughs) (laughs) no always go for the aisle though do you always well you must because you're i'm quite disgustingly tall tall little six foot four uh six foot four six foot four how tall are you five eleven six on the nose 5'11 and a half. I always have a fight with my fr- one friend in particular, Ross. I always mention him. He thinks that he's taller than me, but we're dead on six foot and it causes a massive issue at the pub. Really? Are you both like back to back being like, no, yeah. no, no, Ross, I don't think you understand, oh, he's mate. He's got shoes on. He's got, sh- I'll take him off then. <laughs> Look at Ross's quiff. He's got, he's got four inches in that, that barnet. That is literally it. He's got twice the amount of hair that I should, I should get some of his hair actually because I'm owed some. You are you are owed a little bit without. Well, you've got uh, too much. I've got too much, but you can never have too much hair, can you? Yeah. Text in, let us know. <laughs> um, and we've got another another interesting job or dream job uh, here from Casey Conduct, who wants to be a, or shall I 
say, yeah, Casey come. Uh, maybe I'll say this. We'll come what? back to the Casey's one in a second. What are you on about? I don't know if he wants the name read out or not. But well, we've already done it. Uh, no, we haven't done Casey's one. We've done Lucy's. But I'll do Casey's. Oh, yeah, all right, okay. Uh, and this is because we both watch RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, which is literally the single greatest uh, TV show ever. Have you ever seen RuPaul's Drag Race? No. You need to watch it. It's so, so good. But uh, international drag star would be uh, would be a dream job. And I think we might actually be able to fix that in terms of finding an interview. No promises just yet, but it's because... I think he said something about being socially, uh, being able to, it's, it's very sociable and a very like, cool job. You get to glam up and it's very high fashion as well. I don't know if you knew that, Mark. Yeah, what? Ru- RuPaul, high fashion. It's the definition of, isn't it? Yeah, it's literally like, there, there's a few particular stars on it called, there's like one called Milk. And she is literally the coolest person who's ever lived. Follow her on Instagram. Uh, like, like so cool. Why didn't you tell me that you wanted to use this as a platform to talk about RuPaul? I would have done my research. I did tell you to watch <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race, but you went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything. You never put the work in. You, you occasionally wow me with, like, saying, oh, this is actually like the alpha when we were doing the editing. Like, when you're doing, uh, like, a, a pre-edit, you're like... This is called the Alpha. And I was like, oh, I'm blown away. He's actually done something. And then, no, he, he goes back into no, his... three months ago, you said, hey, give RuPaul's Drag Race a watch. It might be worth it. And then today, you go, why didn't you do that research three months ago? Yeah, but, you know, a good employee does his homework. Not an employee. <laughs> you are we employed. are co-sharers we in are. this enterprise. I take that as an insult. What? Because... It's, this is like it's not a co thing. Oh, it is a co thing. No, it's just because you run. You're the desk jockey. I am the desk jockey here as well. I thoroughly enjoy it. But there's power play going on right now between Mark and I. No, this is something that Sam's been talking about. Apparently, when I say, I say or do anything to Sam, I'm power playing him, which means that that's like the mental equivalent of me crushing his skull every or or giving him a nuggie every time that he moves. But he does it all the time. So like right now, he has my chocolate that I bought. <laughs> yeah. You, and you you opened it. I did open it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like classic power move. It's like, just so you know. Yeah, I know. And like the other day, I had a packet of crisps, and you just took the crisps. Uh, yeah, but then also you are overly sensitive as well because you threw, earlier you threw a paper thing at me like at, at work. Ah, uh, this this is so. This is how oversensitive Sam is. I throw a bit of paper at him, like a, just a scrunch up bit of paper. Everyone would have laughed. Any normal person would have laughed that said that Mark, that's amazing. You deserve a promotion, but. Sam, being who he is, he went, that was, what did that mean? What was the meaning behind that paper? That was a power play. Like, when Sam was in year five, when someone, like, threw a bit of paper at him, did you go, what does it, what does it mean? <laughs> that actually did happen, and it's quite scarring, and I don't want to talk about it. Exactly. No, it's because, Mark, you're a, you're a, you're a rock. Like, a, not Thank as in, you. like, a, a rock as in stable, you're just yeah, emotionless. Stable. No, you, you know what you are, you're a piece of glass. No, transparent. No. Nothing. You're to, piece of, brittle brittle you're like that stage glass no i'll tell you what you're you're like cellophane you're like there's you're quite used to like wrapping things up but ultimately suffocate anything that's in there you suffocate it until it dies (laughs) incredibly good at the job it's it's told to do no but it's not even that good because i can go through so much cellophane (laughs) what's that supposed to mean (laughs) aka you're replaceable (laughs) you're fungible and i hate you mark do the song before you have a breakdown no i do feel like i'm gonna cry in a minute um but no wait you you just wait wait we got to go back to the overarching theme of this episode really what is it Uh, (laughs) jobs oh jobs Jobs. we've all got them we love them apart from the people who don't and to the people i don't maybe think about 
Game, game you're, one. You're going to have to just keep that for a second because I am trying to <laughs> the job right. do this correctly. Uh, I worked on a building site as one of my first jobs. I worked as a gardener. Fell asleep in a wheelbarrow once. Really? And at the time, I was like, this is amazing. But now looking back at it at the age I am, I'm like, if I w- was on that, if I ran that building site and I knew that I was paying someone 50 quid a day to fall asleep in a wheelbarrow, You'd, you'd you'd be fired or you would fire them I would fire them but on that let's go to some adverts no Wandsworth Radio what? is lighting up the brighter borough this Christmas come along and join us in four of our town centres as we switch on tune absolute you tune are sh- you are shouting what do you think of it that was, yeah I really like it it's not that bad actually that's a good way to make the radio slightly better yeah. so as we've been discussing in the break jobs that we want to do yeah, which job, dream jobs. Which job has just made it a little bit easier for you, Sam? You huh? <laughs> <laughs> which career, which you, I know that you've always wanted to see, what's got a little bit easier? I don't know, Mark. What has got a little bit easier? The selection process of a certain type of job. <laughs> you what do you think? What you, do you think? You barely let me finish my sentence there. Shut up. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> I'm not even allowed to speak. It is all bit what we always talk about, joining the SAS. Oh, yeah. Because we're always saying that if we didn't do Radio 2 till 3 and have a full-time job, we would join the SAS. Yeah. But now we maybe can. How? Why? Because, Sam, the selection process, as of yesterday, so this is current. That is very current. Well has, done. Has got easier to allow um, women a better chance of getting in because they need them for um, liaising with women uh, in countries that we're currently at war with. Really? So what, like, it's, it's probably because ultimately men are becoming defunct and women could probably just do everything. And I'm not saying that in a what? bad way, but, like, they I, are just considerably better in every aspect. I think the main point is when you walk into a village for the first time and you need to make friends with everyone, m- men don't do a very good job of it historically, so they're getting more women in as translators and that sort of thing into the SAS. I think you would do particularly a terrible job. I think that I would probably be running the SAS if you, I had a chance. You'd go in there and be like, oh, hello, so who's having a pint then? Like mm-hmm. that. And it'd be like... Well, can you get a log around here? And be like, oh, well, we're in a country where we don't drink alcohol. And it'd be like, oh. And it'd be like, all right, all move, right. move along. Yeah, right, well, we better move along with this conversation yeah, as well because yeah. the chances of going on rocky ground is uh, huge. Yeah. But do you want to join the SAS? No, of course not. Well... But I know that a lot of people do want to join the SAS. Good. So that's probably why we are going to try and speak to someone either from the SAS or a military background. I think what we're going to try and do is we will compete to see who is more military fit. Yes, in, in one of the coming episodes. Yeah. And we can't say which uh, <laughs> company we'll be doing it with just yet, can we? No. Because they haven't confirmed. But we <laughs> might be able to do a fitness ep- uh, a fitness military episode, which should be quite interesting if that's something that you would be interesting listen out for it and tell people who might be uh, interested. I said interested like about 15 times. Hey. I always find it really hard to talk when Mark's looking at his phone. Uh, well, I'm looking at more content, thank you very much. Yeah, well, I've actually got some Do you want to know right about the SAS application test? Yes, actually. Good, good, because that's the whole reason I started this conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> 90% of applicants don't make it. 90%? 90%. So that's going to go down a bit. Most of them come from the Marines... The Marines and the paratroopers. Really? Yes. So, first things first. You have got to run through the Brecon Beacons. Stop touching I'm things, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Carrying a rifle, water, and a 45-pound bag. So you just got to trek through the Brecon Beacons. Then you've got to do a 40-mile-long hike with no brakes. 
And then you've got to go to the jungles of Brunei for three months for a kind of situation training. So you just run through the jungle. Wow, that's actually pretty full on, isn't it? Yeah, we won't be doing that. I think what we're going to be doing is lifting a log in Battersea Park. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, that's exactly. We're not going to be like, all right, so guys, the next part of it's going to be the three months. Have we all got the time off? And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so say so that again. I always have that thought when you look at like I'm a celeb and stuff, and they've got those competitions for like sixty grand, and it's like sixty thousand pounds. You get to stay in Sydney, the best hotel, yeah. and with Sundays, and it's a brand new XL. You know that kind of thing. When do you do you choose the time off? I know that I didn't get that either. Well, I, I know I know a close source to this information. Do you? Someone who does these prizes, my girlfriend Charlotte works on a marketing team that does these things no that is literally the most interesting thing I've heard you ever say no you know so like they are the ones in charge of coming up with these prizes like you know go to Cardiff for a day and do something and like when they win they've literally got to be like you know you've won now and it's happening over this week get get yourself to Cardiff they pay for it and everything but it seems like a bit of a so, stress so is it it's very much they dictate um, when you go I think there's a window, but yeah. And and do people win? Because that's always been my thought that like, like who enters? I I enter. No. <laughs> yes. Of have course. you ever have you ever entered? Have you seen the prizes? Have you what have you entered? Uh, I'm a celeb. X Factor. Back in the day, stars in your eyes, because I remember doing that one. Uh, when I was watching Cartoon Network a lot as a kid, there was a Dragon Ball Z competition that I was like, I would kill everyone Anyone. to do this because it was like you get Goku's. You know, left arm or something like that. I was like, I would love Goku's left so arm. So lame that you know that. Uh, one of, no, but I had the opposite. I think children's TV, I always used to be like, Mum, can I phone in? It's like two quid. And they'd be like, No, you fool. <laughs> you fool. Only fools phone in to them because you never win. And it, but it was like you can win a PlayStation and three games. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, but, but to back, going back to that point, I've got a bit of chocolate in my mouth now. Can you actually win them? You have to legally win. Someone has to legally win, right? Yeah, but who... Like, that's what I... Who does? I don't know. I mean, do you know anyone who's ever won one of those competitions? Yeah, are you belching? Is yeah. that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Gross. <laughs> um, well, the person... I do know one person, my friend Dave Machen, who's in China at the moment. He won, like, a holiday to... No. It was either a holiday or a PS2. But <laughs> <laughs> he won something... You know what I mean? On from Sky, it was it was a year's Sky package. Would you rather? There are other channel services available other than networks. Sky. Networks. Name exactly. three. Um, Sky. Vivo. No, other. Vivo. <laughs> no. Uh, Vivo. Vivo. MySpace. MySpace and Twitter. So we've got them all. Move on. <laughs> um, but no. So I think you do win. But I I've, I was quite uh, curious to find out. And I think that we're bleating on a little bit. But that's quite a cool dream job to be able to organise those uh, competitions. Yes. Would actually be pretty wicked. And um, on that, I think we're just going to go to our jingle. Uh, and then we're going to have a song, which is a little mix. Shout out to my ex. But not really. Are you shouting out to your ex? Yeah. Uh, shout out. No. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. This is Am I in? Yep. Woohoo! That was a good, that was a song about someone's ex. Shout out to everyone's exes. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to shout out to everyone's exes there. Everyone's hey, going through a bad time. Shut up. 
I'm talking. Don't <laughs> you dare tell me to shut up. Um, I might mute your microphone. I might like do the equivalent of blocking you from like a WhatsApp chat or whatever people do. Don't you dare. So, the dream job. The, I found it. I found, well, actually, I've ruined it. Monster hunting. Thoughts? Uh, the dream job. Absolutely, I completely agree. I would love to. The monster I would like to hunt the most would probably be aliens. Is that is it aliens it's monsters? Not a monster. In, maybe in your tiny mind, oh, the idea so, of existence outside this planet is monster in form. But it's well, it's likely. It probably will be monster in form. Have you ever seen that really cool Stephen Hawking show where uh, he looks at Saved aliens? By the bell. Not Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot! Stop trying to make me look like an idiot, Mark. But what's, the, what's the monster hunter? Sorry, go on. What, tell me about that. Okay, well, but planets-wise, if we want to talk about, let's try and get aliens. Someone about aliens on this show. Oh well, we I think we might be able to as well. Not to keep throwing so many little teasers out there, but we there's somewhere in Wandsworth that looks at this stuff. That looks at this stuff. We're gonna can we say the name? We probably won't be able. No, we won't say it no, just in case. Yeah, in case we don't get it, we look like losers. <laughs> yeah, because okay. we're not being losers right now. So we are monster hunting. It's all a lie. Oh, what do you think? Is it? Yes. Yeti evidence, the strongest, most massive form of a stuffed Yeti that people claim to have. So in in some place in America, where was it? They had what they called the abominable snowman. Scientists managed to get hold of the specimen today. Not today. The other day. Yeah. Did some genetic analysis. What do you think they found it to be? A cat? Not a cat. A lynx? Not a lynx. Is it part of the feline animal N- kingdom? No. Is it a dog? Yeah. Half. Half dog, half, half cat. No. Yes. Cat no. Dog. No. Oh. I, I would have said cat. You said cat a hundred times. Yeah, but you could have said, not technicalities. Yeah. It's actually not 100% cat. It was a Siberian. Okay, so half dog, and then it came from, and then the rest of it was a variety of brown bear. Mm. First thing, two points on this. I like it when we both do this. We both try and do a riff and then fail. <laughs> yeah. You know, we both go, oh, Siberia, like that. And then we go, oh, actually, we've got nothing yeah, to say. <laughs> and on the end, like, I'm going to cut that straight away. <laughs> and then the other part of it is half dog, half bear. Yes. Are you going to ask me what part's which? Not really, but yeah, go on. Mm. I, I will now. I that you wouldn't. Why? Because can you not? I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at a picture and it looks like the dog is the face. The dog's the face. So face got- of a dog, but bald, like they've shaved the dog. And then the rest of it is just kind of bare rugs. I mean, it's not that convincing. No. No. I would love to see it, but we can't. I'm not going to lie. I'll put that. If you save that, because you always do this. And we always say this, that we'll show you pictures. But I actually will put this on my Twitter. Not Twitter. On my Instagram story, because I love Instagram stories at the moment. Yeah. yeah um, but have you seen many of those videos that are kind of weird and are like five most unexplained things on the internet yeah and we should get are we gonna get a monster hunter on essentially yeah yeah we'll get a monster hunter what's your favorite monster not aliens uh favorite monster Loch Ness oh that's like the most basic one though it's obviously vampires <laughs> oh rubbish no what they're real have you ever seen Twilight are they oh again and the worst type of vampire yeah, they are the lamest fam. We, like we've spoken about this in one of the other previous <laughs> podcasts, where, which was season one, which we actually just spoke about random stuff. Yeah. Well, my favourite, uh, Loch Ness. Loch Nessie's obviously, she's real as well. She's real. She is real. Ghosts. Ghosts. Yeah. Are they monsters? Ghost hunters. We are going to get a ghost hunter. Okay. Run. But let's not plan our shows live. True. Okay, that makes sense. And if you want us to 
find any particular jobs for you. We've had a couple uh, come in, which we'll go to after this song. So we're going to give a list of the jobs that we've had uh, sent in after which song by Maroon 5, Mark? It's What Lovers Do, featuring SZA. I don't know what that is. Give it a play. Mark just said this was good. It's actually not bad. Are we back in? Yep. And I'm stalling? Yeah, you're stalling. Okay, so remember, remember. The 5th of November. No, don't do that kind of stalling. We're not doing right, like fables. It's not what we're looking for. What, what what jobs have we... I used to be a pizza chef. Do you used to be a pizza chef? For a bit. And a fact that you might want to know is, in well-known pizza chains, doubles are in virtually impossible to keep on the little pizza paddle as uh, you take them out of the oven. So 90% of them fall on the floor, and then they just get scooped back up. And put on your plate. Oh, that's that is actually quite an interesting fact, but also really horrible. Takes four and a half minutes to cook a pizza. Four and a half minutes. Yeah. Actually, I did listen to one of those uh, shows on. Meow. Um, <laughs> meow. 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 <laughs> I lost my mind. Meow. 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 Come on. Uh, the, the Italian guys, uh, like Jamie's Italian thing, where they like the pizza boys. But we only have. Uh, approximately three minutes left now uh, till the end of the show and what I want to say is thanks for everyone who's tweeted it and texted in so far we've had a a good range and a good base to start our investigation so just some more uh, interesting jobs uh, dream jobs that people want Uh, we've got Holly who would like to be an immortal David Attenborough well but is that her just saying that she wants David Attenborough to be immortal yes and she'd like to do that because uh, t- she would like to see every single animal and the weird futuristic animals that have like six heads and stuff. That's going to be a few million years. Yeah, I think, yeah, to be fair, Holly, but that's why you're immortal. That is actually very on the money. Yeah, but that's not saying what's your dream job. That's saying I wish I was immortal. And David Attenborough. And David Attenborough. <laughs> Which I think is actually quite a good combo, Holly. Thank you for that one. Okay, next. Uh, the next one we've got uh, from Hanya Shiner, who is a professional life liver. Uh, As I in think, like the organ or? Not a professional liver, uh, no, because like, that's what we all are, kind of. We're professionals, pros- you're amateur, mate. I've we are it. amateur, we're not I've getting paid for it. you on the dance floor. That is, you're, you're mean. So I think that's probably more of an Instagrammer, would you say, professional life liver? A tra- is that like a travel blogger? Yeah, it could be something like that, which we might be able to get as well. So you're welcome. Uh, we've then also got from Zoe Cousins, a professional dog cuddler. Uh, and that's because I think Zoe says mine is because I love dogs and I'm good at cuddling. So if you're a dog and you're looking for a cuddle, Zoe's your, yeah, your lady. Get to Zoe's house. Yeah, and also Zoe, you're going to especially like the episode we've got for Battersea Dogs Home, uh, which is going to be our Christmas special. So that's coming out in a couple of weeks. We have actually got that interview done. To dogs as in the animal. Dogs as in the or animal. A di- a, or a dog. A dirty dog. Oh, a dirty dog. No, I think it's just a dog. Uh, and then we've got Rob Fuse, who said recruitment consultant. I think, <laughs> I think Rob, we need you to set your, your uh, sights a little bit higher, mate. Uh, I, I think, you know, not saying there's anything bad about recruitment consultants. There is. Uh, no, I'm really not. I'm joking. Uh, but, yeah, let's, let's go for something else, you know, professional hipster or something like yeah, that. Yeah, rollercoaster tester. 
And I think on top of that, we also had a uh, professional camembert eater, uh, professional scuba diver from Twitter. We've also had a, uh, again, deep sea diver, which looks, seems quite common here. We've also got astronaut, which is probably going to be one that you would expect. Uh, and yeah, but thank you very much for all of the texts and tweets in, really. And we are pretty much at the end of the show now. Have you had a good time, Mark? We've had a great time. You, yourself? Yeah, had a lovely time. But just to re- wrap up on the concept again, Shouldn't you be working? Used to be mumbo jumbo, fun, but mumbo jumbo. We're now endeavouring to find people who have the most interesting jobs, interview them, and kind of like help you guys understand if that is actually something that you know does it meet your expectations and what is the lifestyle of someone who has that job. Next week we're going to do and we're going to post it up pretty much immediately. Is footballer? We're going to be speaking to Sam Hoskins, uh, who is a Northampton Town. Uh, professional footballer so if you are interested in football listen for that one and we are now going live to Ballum uh, for the Christmas lights switch on have you got anything you want to say before we go to there Mark? Shall we end this episode in French? Uh, ouais. So, can you actually Bon? You can't speak French um, So we're going now live to Finn uh, Ballum for the Christmas lights turn on who's going to be uh, the celebrity switcher is the mayor of Wandsworth today. We had Levi Roots yesterday at Wandsworth Town, which I was lucky enough to interview as well. Which one would you rather listen to? Well, I think both are great, Mark. <laughs> um, Levi Roots or the mayor? The mayor. Le- mayor. You I think, I don't choose know. the mayor. I'm not going to choose. This is hard. It's like choosing a child. Levi um, Roots is probably the funnest person on the planet. And literally, when I met him, he was he had charisma personified. Like He yeah. was amazing. But we are going live to our Ballum remote station. So thank you for listening to me. Shouldn't you look... Uh, thank you to listening to Shouldn't You Be Working with me, Sam Peck, and... Mark Ellings. Enjoy the live broadcast, guys. And thank you for listening. Like, share, subscribe at SYB Working on Twitter, at Wandsworth Radio, at, or just the Sam Peck on Instagram, and we're going to get Instagram going as well. Thank you very much. Bye.